0: Hi, I'm David Freudberg, host of Humankind. I've always been fascinated by the human voice, which experts say is as unique to each person as their fingerprint. In these podcasts, we celebrate the human voice in all its wonderfully diverse forms, young and old, different accents and cultural contexts. Writers sometimes struggle to find their own voice but you can kind of tell when someone is speaking from a place of authenticity and integrity. That's when I most love listening to voices. Thank you for listening. Humankind is produced in association with WGBH Boston and supported by the Humankind Program Fund.
1: I don't feel the day is completed unless I cook. Um, It's relaxing. It makes me in a good mood. While I cook, I can talk with the rest of my family about how the day went, Um, you know, um, and experimenting.
0: The many benefits of home cooking to your health, palate, wallet, and social relations in the family. You're listening to Humankind. I'm David Freudenberg. Show that each day one in four Americans eat some type of fast food. About 50 million of us have a meal in a fast food restaurant. Twenty percent of all American meals are eaten on the run in the car. And for Alessio Fasano, a physician raised on a farm in Italy who came to practice in the United States, the American diet took some getting used to.
1: This was one of the most shocking cultural, you know, differences that I found out when I came over here. And the justification for the fast food was, I do not have the time. I live on the fast lane of life, so I would devolve somebody else to prepare food for me. The same kind of excuse said, I don't exercise, I don't have the time. Well, you find the time to exercise. You find the time for a healthy lifestyle, and therefore, you will find the time to It's a matter of priorities. Priorities, Absolutely. If, if you consider our body as a very sophisticated machine that's been you know, put together by evolution, and we took a lot of time to put this together, the changes in the way that we eat in terms of quality, quantity, and style really occurred in the past two, three generations. So it's been an abrupt change that really materialize when we really change lifestyle.
0: In recent decades, fast food marketers have mounted a sophisticated ad campaign to entice busy consumers away from traditional home cooking. There just isn't enough time in a day. Time to fight the traffic, to get to a job I can't possibly get done from 9 to 5. Time to run to the bank, stop at the post office, rush home, cook and clean. Mommy! No. A girl has to have a few secrets from her husband. Here's one of mine, instant mashed potatoes. He doesn't dream that these are instant because they have all the fluff and flavor of home mashed. There's no disputing that fast foods bought in a restaurant or many processed foods purchased at the grocery store are engineered to save people time and, in some cases, money. But there are other effects. A Harvard study found a link between obesity and food prepared outside the home. When we don't have to cook our meals, apparently our calorie count tends to go up. And when corporations prepare the food, they tend to use more sugar, fat, and salt. Dr. Alessio Fasano treats digestive disorders at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston.
1: You know, for 2.5 million years, we built an unbelievable engineer wonderland that is this body. Let's say a Ferrari, ultimate, you know, driving machine. And then you build this to have a tank in which you have to put gas. And until 50, 60 years ago, we put the gas in this tank, and the Ferrari was performing. Now we put water, or Coca-Cola, whatever you want to call it. No wonder why it's not performing the way we're supposed to, and you're going to get consequences.
0: Because the fuel is simply inappropriate.
1: Totally. You know... It will come as a surprise. But your grandfather, your grandmother, didn't have a refrigerator home. It did not exist. So you were forced to consume what was locally produced. There was no such a thing that, you know, eventually you keep stuff long or that you can import stuff from somewhere else because it's kept refrigerated. Everything needs to be consumed fresh and needs to be consumed by local products. There is a movement now that I'm pretty sure you're aware, There's the slow food or the zero-mile food. Locavores. That, that's right, locavores. That is exactly what they are proposing. I'm not saying that we have to go back in the caves and live like the caveman. That's not feasible, as I would never say... Don't use the car anymore because it pollutes or the cell phone because otherwise give me brain cancer. It's a common sense that we have to apply here. so if we use the car wisely and with you know if I eventually try to use you know uh, in a way that we don't pollute too much, that's fine.
0: but if we can import foods from other continents, have things outside of the season that would be native to where we live here now. Why would that not be preferable?
1: The, the simple answer is, is this food manipulated so that it can be transported and not be perishable? Are you adding anything to do that?
0: Whether the food is adulterated?
1: Yeah, or manipulated in any shape or form. So because, you know, food in general tends to be perishable. And if I have to travel, you know, from the other side of the continent and I know that I put, you know, substance X, whatever it is, you know, that can alter, you know, what exactly I'm putting in my mouth. The food per se is the same, but actually what comes with it can be different. Do I know what kind of pesticides these people they use? Are they using the same stringency that we use here in terms of what is allowed, what is not in terms of pesticides, you know? Eventually, are they genetically engineered? Because this country will allow it. Why? We don't. But even if they are not touched, if I live in this environment and I am exposed to a, an ecosystem of a bacteria that I co evolve with, then I come to terms to live together. And then this food comes from a different part of the planet where it's covered by a different kind of bacteria that I'm not being exposed to typically. What kind of consequences this will have?
0: The topic of growing concern to doctors is the role of bodily inflammation that can result from eating certain foods. Abnormal inflammation in the walls of our arteries can cause heart disease. It's compounded when we eat particular fats and consume processed fast foods. Meanwhile, as we indulge in unhealthy foods, we're probably eating fewer fruits and vegetables, which contain natural ingredients that are protective of health.
1: A Western diet quote-unquote, fast food. It's definitely been proved over and over again to be pro-inflammatory.
0: And and what are the consequences of an inflamed uh, system to our health?
1: Well, the steps that you have, you know, when you have an inflamed system, is that, again, you have an ongoing process that can damage your tissues because inflammation, you know, create a situation of, you know, damage. If You go in the steps, theoretically. uh, Of course, the outcome depends who you are. But you can go from healthy to acute inflammation to chronic inflammation to precancer all the way to cancer. That's the evolution of the matter. Um, If we feed, you know, everyday animal-based diet, Western diet, to mice, they will develop cancer. Mm. We know that. So there are many... I would say circumstantial evidence, um, not final proof, but definitely strong circumstantial evidence that if you have a not balanced diet, in other words, a diet that is not supposed to be the one that we have to eat based on our evolution history, you would definitely be put over the edge and on a specific genetic background pay consequences compared to a diet that is much more resemble what we were supposed to uh, eat. And what we're supposed to eat, according to
0: Dr. Fasano, as well as leading health centers like the Mayo Clinic, are foods found in Mediterranean cuisine. That diet is associated with reduced risk of cardiovascular illness, cancer, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's diseases. The Mediterranean way of eating, common in his native Italy, highlights primarily vegetables and fruits, whole grains, legumes, and nuts— Healthy fats like olive oil are a particular favorite. And freshly picked produce, especially from your own garden, tends to taste best. Dr. Fasano.
1: I found extremely fascinating, for example, that Michelle Obama started her little garden in the backyard of uh, the White House to promote this concept, you grow your stuff yourself, and so you can make use of it. You know, I'm pretty sure that you are aware of, um, you know... Um, even in urban setting like New York, Chicago, um, you know, San Francisco, there are the city gardens. So you can rent a piece of land and do your own gardening. There are cops so that you, you know, together with uh, your neighbors, you know, you take turns to take care of the garden and you take turns of the harvesting. And it's a wonderful way to socialize and meet your neighbors. Absolutely. But once again, it goes back to the bottom line. You know what kind of fuel you put in your tank because now you produce this. You know, my father that was a farmer. He came from a farmer family. You know, and again, he ended up to do something else in life. But we had a house with a tiny, tiny garden. He got so much out of it. And again, uh, you know, he didn't use any pesticides. And he's, uh, you know, um fertilizers were the chicken poops so and you know fava beans were used to uh, being put under the ground so that will provide the nitrites and nitrates to feed the other cycle of plants and so on and so forth and he adored wine so he put a little bit of you know know, uh, wine grapes there and he made his own wine. so again not only you are self-sufficient, but you really choose the quality of what you're eating that way. You know, second best is eventually to do your own shopping and choose what you want. I adore, simply adore, as, and it's a rule now since I moved to Boston to go to Quincy Market every Saturday and do shopping there. Let's I like to see the people, I like to see the dynamic there, and, you know, I believe that I know what is a good thing and is not a good thing, so I choose wisely what I buy there, and that is my supply for the fruits and vegetable part for that week. So when I go home, I have everything that I need. And of course, you know I buy other stuff, you know, so that I, you know, I have the fish, the meat, and whatever else that I need.
0: Preservative free, four pounds for four bucks.
1: Baby spinach, beautiful Roma tomatoes, a dollar a pound, folks.
0: I know, in your own home, you cook dinner a lot, which I assume may at times be a juggling act for a busy doctor like yourself. How hard is it for you to carve out? the necessary time to cook?
1: Again, there are some people that if they don't do something during the day, it's like the day is not complete. Some people, they need to read, you know, um, a book. Some people, they need to listen to music. Or other people, again, need to exercise. All the above to make the day complete. And by the way, you can listen to music while cooking. Oh, you better believe it. It's the best way to do it. I don't feel the day is completed unless I cook. Um, it's relaxing, unleash the creativity. It makes me in a good mood. Um, again, while I cook, I can talk with the rest of my family about how the day went. Um, you know, um, and experimenting. So it's 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 the creativity. So sometimes, of course, this is not a parallel that is even approve it but it feels I can feel like what a painter feels when it sits in front of the the canvas and starts to paint and say, okay, these are my rules and now I unleash my creativity because cooking is like painting or writing a poem or, you know, write a piece of music. It's no more no less. And again, I remember my daughter, you know, was asking me why you go over and over again to the opera, it's the same music. So you you are not boring (laughs) that you listen to the same piece of music. And I explain, you know, again, the metrics and the tunes are the same. The way that it's interpreted can change dramatically from one orchestra to another. So I go there to feel the difference. The same applies to cooking. The recipe may be the same. But, you know, the way that comes out from one time to another can be extremely different.
0: We're exploring the benefits of home cooking and using unprocessed fresh fruits and vegetables. Dr. Alessio Fasano, specializing in digestive health at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. Dr. Fasano was raised on the Amalfi Coast of Italy, where the Mediterranean diet is widely followed. You're listening to Humankind. I'm David Freud. For more information on this segment, Home Cooking, to obtain audio downloads or CDs, please visit humanmedia.org. The aroma of onions sautéing in olive oil and blended with dark red pinto beans lightly salted in a skillet, a tasty, protein-rich dish. Preparing meals at home rather than eating out allows the home chef to be certain of what goes into your meal instead of relying on corporations to make the decisions, and home cooking yields other benefits. Dr. Alessio Fasano.
1: This can be seen as something extremely enjoyable. And it can be a family affair, you know, cooking and eating together. It's something that, again, we have abandoned, uh, you know, particularly with busy life like mine or anybody else's busy life. And your wife is a physician too. That's right. You know, we have our daughter that temporary is living with us because she went to school in Boston, so she moved from New York with us. So it's the only time that you can sit and talk about your day, what happened, and so on and so forth. And when you talk about dysfunctional life and lifestyle, you know, people, they don't sit around the table anymore. They don't have the time to do that. And if they do, they don't look at each other. They don't talk. And the phone, the smart, quote-unquote phone, is sitting there all the time to the extreme that sometimes they communicate via messages and they just cross, the, you know, the same table. I find this extremely dysfunctional. Um, Did I hear that you have a rule in your home where you have to leave the phones away from the table? Totally. It's not allowed, you know. Um, you don't answer the phone and you don't do anything. Uh, you can have music in the background, you're allowed. Or if there's something extraordinary, you can watch the news, but that's the extreme of it. Uh, no, but but again, it's the only time in which we really have, you know, the opportunity to, you know, the, to bond together and you know, trying to make a sense of our day, you know.
0: So how does that affect family dynamics when you're able to sit down, or first cook together and then sit down and enjoy the meal together and actually have a conversation?
1: So I'm not a psychologist, but for what I read is that the chance that families break apart if they don't leave this moment of blending, I, you know, a meal, sharing meal together, is much higher than if you do have families that have, I would say, fixed rules in terms of, you know, what is time to eat and eat together. Um, you know, that doesn't surprise me, of course. Because are our busy life, if you work all day long, you know I don't know if you ever considered this. You spend much more time with people that you don't know or you know as friends or colleagues, or, or than your own family. And, and and was not was not used to be like this. You know, again, my father's you know family. There was a farm family. They had a huge farm, and and again I barely remember because I was young. But I remember, first of all, there were seven kids. So the morning was all seven kids when mom and dad and grandkids, if they were there, had to be seated around the table to have breakfast together. Then you go in the fields, you work extremely hard, and then noontime you take a break. And once again, where did they meet? Around the table. And they eat. And then... You and know, they and they eat from food that in some cases they've produced. Not some case, all the time. Because of course, being you know on a farm, you eat the stuff that you produce, and then you go back in the afternoon, uh, and you work until dusk, so that you you know you come back home, and that's what you do. You sit around the table again, and that was you know. The pace of life. There was no TV, of course. Definitely, there were not smartphone and that kind of stuff. So, and and it's surprising, if you think about it, that humankind has been evolving like this forever. So what we leave now is the drop in a bucket, a fraction of a second of what we are essentially as you know um, biological entities.
0: So you're saying that the experience of sitting together, of preparing food together, is actually
1: a biological necessity? Oh, by all means. I I really do believe so. Well, let me give you an example. It's not that depression and anxiety just materialize now. It's been around forever. But if you were depressed or anxious, having that family bounding, Moment will bring you immediately to rescue. There was, and in other words, the capability to express your feeling and deal with that not by yourself, but with the community that starts with the nuclear, of the family. That can expand your village and then, you know, larger community. That can be the church community, whatever it is. Now we are isolating beings. We, even physically, we are not, you know, divided by boundaries. We live in xylos, and the only time that we break the silos is the time in which we spend together. I grew up in the south of Italy. The south of Italy diet is not that different from Spain and and Greece and the south of France in which fruits and vegetables are you know the main you know um, components of the diet it's inconceivable that you have a any meal without having fruits as at the end of the meal and vegetables in some shape or form and of course you know olive oil is a key element of, uh, of our diets um, particularly in the south the you know the Um, You know, the climate, it's very, you know, blessing for olives to grow and so on and so forth. You can live without lard or any other, you know, fat coming from animals. But, you know, um, particularly if you're a cook, you can't really exploit your creativity without olive oil. And, of course, you know, um, fish, you know, and, you know, occasional meat um, was part of the diet. They say occasional meat because, you know, when I grew up, And I grew from a, you know, very humble family. You know, meat was extremely expensive at that time. You don't eat every day. You know, it was something that you celebrate with. So eventually, you know, on a weekend, you can have meat because it was quite, you know, again, an an event to have meat or major holidays.
0: But also a heavy emphasis on fruits and vegetables and fresh fruits and vegetables.
1: Absolutely. And and, and the other thing is it was seasonal. That's the other thing that was different. So if— if you really wanted to have strawberries, uh, you wait July and August and that was it. There was nothing else uh, in terms of um, you know fruits uh, uh, that other than the seasoned fruit. So it's so it's, a very natural rhythm. Absolutely. And did you personally cook as a young person? I was not allowed to. Um, and the reason why because when you have a grandmother and then a mother, they're a good cook, they would never ever <laughs> allow you to even be close to the kitchen. Um, it's part of lack of trust part because the jealousy that if it's not done quote-unquote that way is not good enough. You know, the cooking uh, came as a necessity when um, I went to medical school. In Italy, you, you you move out when you're 18, and you go straight from high school to, you know, uh, medical school. And uh, so I had the necessity to learn. So you hadn't actually learned to cook
0: at the feet of your grandmother or mother, you learned on your own in medical school.
1: Not exactly right. In other words, I, I observed very carefully what they were doing.
0: Your, your but mother I was and not
1: allowed to cook because again, you know nothing would will, will, will be at their standards, so to speak. But of course, when it was time for me to really get into the business of cooking, I really treasured tremendously what I saw them doing.
0: Did you learn some good techniques?
1: I learned the philosophy of good cooking, and I'm paraphrasing what my mother, my, my grandmother actually, used to say. A good meal would take 20 minutes to be cooked. If it takes any longer, it's not worthwhile to eat, unless it's crocheted in circumstances so that you really cook something very, very special.
0: Well, I am personally shy of that, Mark. I will have to confess. Can, can you throw together... A, a worthy meal in twenty minutes?
1: Absolutely. You know, um, you know. Typically, I work late, and you know, um, I do not cook. You know, beforehand, so I cook fresh. So if I eat, you know, if I go home by eight, by eight thirty, the stuff is on, on, on the table. And once again, it's matter that you have to be organized before. It's like to be a scientist; you have to have all the, your reagents ready. A clean, you know, you know, um, experimental, you know, area in which you know everything what it is, and then you put the stuff together. That's the cooking.
0: In other words, the ingredients have to be properly laid out.
1: Absolutely. Not only that, but you have to do shopping so that everything is home, so nothing is missing. And, and again, like science, uh, cooking is is a, an art and a science. The science because there are fixed rules that you can you really need to be follow those rules. You cook you it too long, it burns. Well, not only that, if you break the rules, you know, the stuff is not tasty. So, you know, there, there are some rules that need to be followed. Nevertheless, creativity of what you do with the ingredients and how you put this together, how do you cook it, and most importantly, how you serve it, will make the difference. It's like the chess game. You know, there are rules. But once you learn the rules, you develop your own strategy how you want to play the game.
0: Dr. Alessio Fasano, home chef and practitioner of the heart healthy Mediterranean diet common in his native Italy. Dr. Fasano is a gastroenterologist treating digestive disorders at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. He is the author with Susie Flaherty of Gluten Freedom. David Freudberg. Studio recording by Doug Sugarts. Editorial assistance from David Cruz, Ken Rogers, Kathy Graham, and Mark Kilstein. Webmaster Brian K. Johnson. Special thanks to Tony Buck. Our program is presented by Human Media in association with Connie Goldman Productions. Program development provided by Shart Media. You can hear more episodes of our series at humankindpodcast.org. That's humankindpodcast.org. This segment, Home Cooking, is Humankind Program number 253. The executive producer is David Freudberg. Please subscribe to our free weekly podcast. The title is Humankind on Public Radio.